Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thanks so much for joining us. Coming up later in the show, some really big news coming out of the Minnesota Department of Health. Earlier today, they are now going to be changing, changing how they're going to be reporting COVID-19 deaths. Sound kind of familiar? Yeah, we talked about it right here on Point of View a while back with Minnesota State Senator Dr. Scott Jensen. You can see him on your screen here. Uh, he is back to talk about really what are these changes and how they're going to be reported. What could they mean? What do they really mean for you and your family? We start tonight with why you should know and why you should be fighting every single day, in my opinion, for your constitutional rights. That's the subject of tonight's Point of View. Governor Tim Wallace faces another lawsuit over what people are calling unconstitutional shutdown orders of small businesses. Can we bring this graphic up, please? Small businesses and churches uh, right now in Minnesota, according to these executive orders, are not able to have 10 or more people in a place of worship. Even if you social distance, you cannot go to a place of worship and have 10 or more people. So let's just be clear about this, okay? This is all because Governor Walls, what he's deemed as essential versus non-essential. So right now in the state of Minnesota, you do not have the right to feel, freely practice your own religion with 10 or more people. You do not have the right to freely practice your own religion with 10 or more people in that same place. But according to Governor Walls, what he's deemed essential, not essential, you do have the right to go out and go shopping. <laughs> uh, last week, we spoke with Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison all about this. Um, we'll have more on that in just a moment. But it's very, very important to know that we are seeing more and more decisions from federal judges right now that are actually protecting your constitutional rights and really, I believe, setting a precedent for this lawsuit in Minnesota against Governor Walls and other people in the state. Here's just a few examples before we bring in our guests. But judge in Kentucky grants a restraining order against Kentucky governor in dispute over in-person religious gatherings. So there's one win for our religious freedoms. We touched on this one last week. A judge ruled in Kansas against the governor's order limiting in-person church gatherings. Another win for our freedom. And then in Illinois, a judge ruled the Illinois governor's stay-at-home order infringes on civil liberties. So clearly people, if we can bring this other graphic up, please, people are getting sick and tired of not having their freedoms. In fact, there's now a store locally here. It's called the Back Store Gift Shop in Purim. They opened for store sales yesterday. And what's important to note is that small businesses are also part of this lawsuit against Governor Walls as well. So joining us now on the 702 Communications line is the president and founder. It's a firm called the Upper Midwest Law Center. They're the ones that have filed the suit against Governor Walls, Minnesota AG Keith Ellison and others. Mr. Doug Seaton joins us. Mr. Seaton, welcome uh, to the show. It's great to have you with us. So uh, for people like myself, we're not attorneys. Just give us sort of the overview, if you will, of this lawsuit of the complaint. Thank you, Chris, for having us. Very glad to be representing uh, our clients in this case. We have two churches and three businesses who are suffering under this, uh, this, these several orders, of course, as you know. And uh, we're doing exactly what you said in your monologue. We're defending constitutional liberties against encroachments by state government. And we're uh, defending, uh, defending these, these clients under the First Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the Fourteenth Amendment, basically a religious liberty. And the businesses have a right to just compensation and to avoid a taking by the government without compensation. And we think that's not right. It, it's unconstitutional. There are many, many cases about this over the years. 
And we think that we deserve that, uh, that uh, defense. We deserve an injunction in validating the order. Uh, and we deserve more than that. We deserve damages and compensation going forward. Uh, the churches aren't seeking damages. They are simply seeking to be able to convene and assemble uh, in their religious practice as they have for a couple of millennia now. Uh, and uh, that's that's something the, the state simply can't interfere with. It's, Doug, it's just not allowed. And, and that's uh, the Constitution I... and the case law says the judges have a, have a duty to uh, insist that governors and other state agencies limit any such order to the most limited infringement of constitutional rights there can be. Uh, a minimal burden, a minimal intrusion on constitutional liberties consistent with the objective. And here we don't have anything like that going on, as you well know. And I'm going to get to some of that in a moment, but here's what I want to get at with you. I mean, I spoke about this recently and I said, look, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't really blame the government. The government's going to do that. They're going to want to see how much power can I have? How much control can I have? I just believe that's how the government's going to operate. I'm not saying it's right, but I think that's what they're going to do. So where I lay this at the feet of, and I want to get your reaction to this, is why aren't more faith leaders in Minnesota stepping up and go, wait a second, you've got no right to sit here and limit my freedom of the practice of religion. Why is that not happening with more and more faith leaders in Minnesota? Well, I would say we have, you know, of course, we have a population that is used to the rules. They're used to observing the rules. They're used to being Minnesota nice. But I think maybe Minnesota nice has gone too far in this case. Now, we've had a lot of churches contact us since the case was brought and say they're with us, they support us, they'd like to do something, they've been threatened. Uh, we would urge, urge all faith leaders and all businesses that have suffered under these orders to at a minimum call the governor's office and tell them to cut it out. Tell them to lift this order. It's not right, it's not fair. And that would be a, a start. Uh, we can't actually urge people to open in defiance of the order, but we certainly understand if people would choose to do that. And if they do, they have a defense. If, if, they're, uh, if they're arrested, if they're charged, if they're fined, that defense is, this is not constitutional. You can't, you can't enforce an unconstitutional rule against us in a criminal or a civil action. All right, I wanna ask you a couple of questions. One is uh, Governor Walls responded to your lawsuit. Last week, we had Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison on. I'm gonna start with Governor Walls first. Here's his response. I'm gonna give you a chance to respond. He says, hey, and I'm quoting here, this is part of a statement, the virus has forced the state to take drastic actions to keep Minnesotans safe, but it's actions that is within the governor's authority. That's the bottom line question I think many people have right now. Does Governor Tim Walz have the authority to execute these executive orders and cite or arrest, or as you say in your complaint, he even deputized Attorney General Keith Ellison with a $25,000 fine? Is any of that legal under these executive orders for Governor Walz to execute? Well, we have parsed these orders very carefully, and we do not find that there really is statutory authority to impose these levels of fines on businesses and others. Uh, we really think the, uh, the governor is on a thin reed when he claims he has this authority. Now, we aren't bringing action in state court, but we're pointing out to the federal court that there's a very, very thin basis for the governor's claim to authority to do this. Now, even if he had authority, the Constitution says he can't do uh, what he's doing in this case. He can't burden constitutional liberties in a way uh, when he can do less and still accomplish the same objective. 
But we don't think he really has the authority either. And we've pointed that out in our pleadings just as a way to say the governor really hasn't thought this through. You, uh, you court ought to invalidate the order, make the governor go back and make it right. All right, uh, Doug, I want to ask you this again with Keith Ellison, the, the attorney general of Minnesota. Last week was on the show. We were talking about the freedom of religion. I said, hey, look, if I was a pastor or he's a Muslim, so I said, if you're an imam and you want to go out and hold a service of 10 or more people, would you cite me? Would you arrest me? Would you uh, prosecute me? I want to share with you his response and give you a chance to react. Thank you. Well, the point is that every case is, is different, right? You've got to look at the facts of each case. You've got to look at how many deliberate, foreseeable violations took place. You've got to look at a whole lot of things. I'll tell you that the Minnesota Attorney General's Office does not have direct jurisdiction over criminal prosecution except for in Medicaid fraud. Every other case we have to be invited in by the county or by the governor. So the, the direct answer to your question is, I won't be the one criminally prosecuting people in all likelihood, but, but it's really, but we don't want to threaten people with the law. We want people to do the right thing because it's right. Right. But my, and if, if anybody can understand that it's a pastor. We are filing executive orders. He's deputized the attorney general $25,000 fine. And he says, we don't want to threaten people with the law. What say you, what's your reaction? Well, this is a, a case of people saying it's somebody else. It's somebody else. We're not responsible. Uh, the county attorneys have said the same. We don't have authority to prosecute in these cases. Well, somebody does. And the governor's order says the attorney general and the county attorneys have that authority. So if they don't have that authority, we think they should step up and waive it formally so that we know people are not going to be prosecuted in this case. So let me ask now, you this. Now, in fact, it is happening out there. We know people are being threatened with prosecution. So they're being threatened. Okay, that's one thing. But I guess what I want to get at, what I'm hearing you say, sir, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but these EOs sound like a big sham. Are they? We, we believe they are. We believe Minnesota so law does not afford the governor this kind of authority. Now, we've gone to federal court, so we don't raise that directly except in a, in a related claim we make in the case. The fundamental claims are whatever the governor's authority is, whether he has it or not, he can't do what he's doing here under the U.S. Constitution. So the small businesses right now in Minnesota, the one I just mentioned at the top of the show, for example, in Perm, that has opened up and it says having shoppers come in, what I'm hearing you say is that, yeah, they might come out and, you know, do a, do a drive-by, but there's no real prosecutorial power in these EOs against this, this shop owner, correct? Uh, we certainly don't okay. believe there is. Now, this is an unusual situation, never happened before, but our reading of the order, our reading of the case law, and, and some of the cases you've cited in other states so far say they can't go as far as they've gone. Now, will we get the entire order lifted? We hope so. We think that would be the right decision. But even if we don't get that, we think the order will be, uh, uh, the court will say this order can't be enforced as to the following wow. and, and list the churches, list some of the businesses and say they can't do this. They have Doug, to have an order that applies to everyone equally. That's what the you. rule of law means. And, and, and real quickly, sir, for TV time, what you're saying in the 14th Amendment is that now the governor has said, hey, some businesses are essential and non-essential. So thus, the uh, Equal Protection Clause is what you're using to say, wait a second, you can't say Costco's essential, but the local uh, warehouse store in Perm, Minnesota is not, correct? 
Uh, that is what we say, yes. Okay. Uh, so when do you get a decision real quickly? I mean, is it soon or how fast can this happen? Well, we are hoping to get an early hearing on a restraining order or preliminary injunction in federal court so that we can actually say, Judge, please arrest this order. Stop this order. That's the one that should be arrested. These <laughs> emergency orders should be arrested. We hope to have that happen within the space of a couple of weeks at worst. Arrest this order. That's my new hashtag. Arrest this order. <laughs> Doug, thank you so much for the time. Good luck with this case. I hope that you find you can protect people's constitutional rights. We'd love to have you back, okay? Thank you, Chris. Be thank happy you, to sir. be back. We appreciate it. All right, stay with us. Our next guest, we're going to have Dr. Scott Jensen, Minnesota State Senator, joining us talking about the big news coming out of Minnesota today because they are now changing how they are labeling COVID-19 deaths. Fascinating. Wait till you hear the clip from today's call. As always, please share your point of view with us. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back. 